Hello and welcome to another Forever podcast. Today I'm delighted to welcome back Lauren Smith, former principal lead of Riverdance and founder of the Lauren Smith Academy, where we'll be talking about new ventures, overcoming fear, developing new skills and how we can support ourselves when making big changes, including knowing when it's time to let go of our old identity. Lauren led the Riverdance troupe performing around the world for the past 10 years, culminating in her dream of performing at the Radio City Music Hall in New York last year. Since then, she has set up her hashtag Lauren Smith Challenges, which ran for 10 weeks and were geared towards keeping dancers motivated and inspired during the first lockdown. During this time, she built up a wonderful community of dancers through teaching on Zoom every week and has spent the last two months setting up her online academy alongside her brother. So welcome, Lauren. It's almost a year since our last podcast. Can't believe it. So there's <laughs> a lot to catch up on, I'm sure. Where has that time gone? I know. Who would have thought? I know. Thank, well, thank you so much for having me back again. I really appreciate it. Uh, um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And this is going to be a great conversation. So. So as we all know, live performances, all of those wonderful things stopped last year and you returned to Ireland. Mm -hmm. I did indeed, yeah. I think we spoke about it on my last podcast, but I was on the 25th anniversary tour with Riverdance. It was supposed to be a six-month tour from January till June, but obviously we got cut short in March. Um, ironically, in the most intense part of our tour in Radio City Music Hall, New York. So uh, obviously all of January and February have been gearing up to that moment and um, so to only get three shows in was quite a I guess it was quite strange <laughs> but um, the tour had been intense so initially we were told we were only getting sent home for two weeks so part of me was looking forward to that break <laughs> but uh, I guess it just wasn't meant to be that we were going to go back so I recovered from what was a tough tour um, and then kind of a few weeks of really not doing a lot. It was apparent to me that I had to keep dancing in order to stay afloat and somewhat feel myself. Um, and that's really what um, kickstarted the Lauren Smith challenges. I just popped up a quick step online um, and it really took off. You know, fast forward a few weeks later, 200 dancers of every ability from around the world had posted their interpretation of the step. Um, so it kind of showed me that dancers needed a goal to work towards every week, as did I. Um, so I committed to the 10 weeks and it was just such a wonderful process. And I guess it kind of showed me what I was capable of outside of river dance, which was quite comforting in a way, and it gave me a lot of confidence. Um, and then that led to naturally teaching on Zoom each week since July. And then the natural next step was, was starting my academy. So it's been quite a, a dramatic and emotional 12 months. Yes, and, and I imagine as someone who is a performer like you as well, um, that thought of just this void after everything's stopping and having, I can't imagine you being a person who sits on her hands much. So build that void, I suppose, with something very positive. Yeah, it's just been about really embracing the positives and okay if I'm dancing outside on the concrete in the driveway or the back garden at least I'm still dancing you know I'm staying true to who I am um, and I think we spoke about it as well you know just understanding that not everything needs to be perfect you don't need to be in a, in a studio sometimes with this big professional setup going on it's okay to just be dancing in your back garden with some trees and flowers in the background and and people see that and people relate to that because because it's real you know you're not putting on a front. 
So talking about the Academy for a moment, um, yeah. the idea come from originally? Well, it's honestly, it's been something that my brother and I, he's also a professional dancer. We, we've been speaking about it now for a few years and other people as well have said to me, like, why do you not have your online Academy going? You know, what's taken you so long? Um, but you, that kind of bigger step that you take in life has to come from you. Like it has to feel right. I guess the main trigger was that you know I was doing these classes every Sunday with with this incredible group of dancers that I've um, been able to meet over the past year um, but every class was obviously getting deleted from my Zoom storage so it started to make me a bit sad that um, all these drills and choreography was almost going to waste and you know dancers like to go back and go over things they don't necessarily always like to be jumping from one new thing to the next so around kind of September October November time I was like okay I think it's time to just finally get my life's work in one place for dancers to be able to access at, at any time so that was the the main trigger that kind of pushed me to finally take action my brother and I decided and I always think there's a you know a big power behind that when you just finally decide and start to take those tiny tiny steps in the right direction it is amazing when you look back a few weeks later like what you've achieved you, you're very inspired by brendan Bert, Bertard, aren't you yeah yeah and what was his quote that he oh yes um that your vision expands as you move towards it and that's so true because sometimes you know I used to worry um you know what's the website going to look like is it going to look good enough I really don't know what colors to go for but you know slowly but surely when you do take those steps and it all starts to take form in front of you you're like okay and, and you can connect with it and now I can't really imagine it looking any other way it's so it's so strange so it is that the power is behind deciding steps so yeah does the academy offer then the academy offers but it offers unrestricted access to a wide range of educational classes tutorials and um, all of my performance choreography and more and what's so wonderful about it is that it it covers Irish dance on every level so there, there really is something for everyone yes we've got um the back to basics section then we've got the kind of more competitive um Irish dance and then there's the the other side you know the more performance where you're really using your face and your arms and and that's what I'm passionate about you know us not putting ourselves in boxes as Irish dancers and being open to to try new things and, and experience other parts of our stunts. Um, and it's very unique as well. And you can kind of lose perspective of how special something is when you're right in the middle of it sometimes. And I got a wonderful piece of feedback from a dancer the other evening and she she was from Croatia and she said you know finally it feels like Irish dance is approachable for dancers like no matter where they are in the world and like it almost made me cry like because what more could I want than that than someone to feel like they can be a part of something they can understand something without there being that pressure there you know it's not about necessarily being the best dancer in the world but it's believing that that you can do it and you can rise to what, what's ever given to you yes oh that's wonderfully affirming it's lovely when someone takes the trouble to drop a note like that so oh it's really nice really nice. realize how um how important those messages are to people sometimes I know it just kind of gives you that small reminder okay this is why I do what I do
So I imagine it's quite a big thing to make this kind of change after all, where you've been dancing since you were four years old and you were in mm-hmm. Riverdance for 10 years. So, and we've touched on it a little bit, but what advice can you give for handling the fear associated with this kind of change? Yeah, it's, it's very, it's incredibly tough. And really now in hindsight, it's something I've been dealing with for about two years now. Um, just to briefly touch on it, when I think back to summer 2019, I was dancing with the show and I was performing lead in Dublin. And it's funny, like sometimes what your future self needs isn't necessarily what your younger self wants. And that can create unbelievable imbalance in the body. And I was dancing and I, I was almost trying to like recreate a feeling um, when dancing lead that I had experienced the year before. I guess it was like a state of flow, but it was just never going to happen. And I developed this unbelievable like performance anxiety perfectionism I was almost dancing for the approval from from management in order to get the next tour and I don't feel I was dancing for myself but it was my younger self kind of pushing me you know you're part of Riverdance you've always wanted to be here this is so important this is what your your, you know your younger competitive self would have wanted and remember all those no's you got along the way like Riverdance is for you and it just would not let me let go of what was no longer serving me so it, it took me a long time to realize that yeah, because we have this innate um part of us that wants to keep us safe and it's yeah that keeps us safe isn't it or we believe it is yeah and to just I guess keep going and you know show everyone that you can still dance you know at, at a high level in your 30s but honestly, it was it was so exhausting. And after six weeks, I was I'm getting emotional now because I can't believe that I let myself go through that. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, being sick in between numbers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then the recovery process for the next two or three days was tough. And then you had to get yourself geared up to do lead again. And it was just horrendous and so unenjoyable. Well, and I said to my boyfriend at the time, I said, look, if we're going to go on the next tour, something needs to change with me. And then sure, it ended up that I wasn't offered lead. I was offered trip. Um, and then there was the hard decision I had to make of whether or not to go back or not. And of course, I went back <laughs> because you convince yourself that it's going to it was just a phase. Um, and of course, I am glad that I went back. You know, the first few shows back are exciting. Um, a lot of the tour was tough and then I did get to dance in Radio City which is my dream but um, I I did need to realise that everything in life has its own time and place and that sometimes you know you just need to allow your your future self to move on like what are you going to do to let your to make your future self proud Um, so as tough as that was it's definitely going to motivate me for how I want to feel in the future you know that was how I was feeling those <laughs> two years ago was not sustainable and I definitely felt like I was just surviving and, and not thriving so <laughs> to, to get back to advice for others um, I would just say that the fear isn't a, isn't a sign to stop you know it's a it's an a it's, it's a, sorry it's a sign to uh, keep going and Matthew McConaughey always says you know embrace that uneasiness kind of try and just trudge through it and just sit there um, until you come out the other side um, 
and embrace that feeling of being uncomfortable and let it show you, you know, what you're truly capable um, of achieving. Um, and just ask yourself, like, what, what is your goal? Like, what do you see for your future? You know, do you want to stay the same or are you willing to take those steps in order to get the most out of your potential? And unfortunately, that does involve <laughs> going through the tough times. But it's tough, you know, but you have to it's like a shedding process. So it's important to let all those emotions out. Like I've cried so much over the past few weeks at the thought of, you know, potentially not going back to Riverdance. But you just have to trust and believe that you know, your, your future can be just as bright. If you are kind of struggling with that time of change, what always works for me is just taking that first step. There, there's nothing worse for me than feeling in that stuck position because it just can produce so much anxiety. So if you take that first step, I just find it really helps. I just thought wanted to mention that quote that Johnny Wilkinson had said, because mm-hmm. um, he obviously went through change towards the end of his rugby career and he he just put it really in a way that connected with me and that was if if what's demanded of you exceeds you know your happiness your passion your want to do it then you're, you're on that slippery slippery slope and it is it's time to get out and that took me kind of two years to to understand but you know sometimes you, you should just understand that your purpose in life can change like yes I love performing yes I love dancing on the big stage but do I love doing that five or six months, like week in, week out, eight shows a week now? Not necessarily. Like I'm more passionate about helping others and, and sharing my experience. So it's about making that transition too and flipping it around in your head. Yes. I think I think purpose should evolve. Um, yeah. As you evolve. Um, and and I, I like what you're saying about the shedding process. I think yeah. where it all gets a bit messy is so why, what do I... I need to let go of but I suppose if you're embracing new things some of that old stuff falls away quite naturally anyway yeah yeah Mm. and that's I guess I'm very grateful in a way for the past year because it has let me move on in a more natural way rather than maybe having a big dramatic last show with Riverdance you know maybe that just wasn't meant for me I think that would be very tough and um, I like what you're saying as well about, um, you know, the taking action, the small steps. Yeah. You know, that growing in confidence um, and so on. It's all very important, isn't it? Yeah. Like it, when I first, you know, wanted to take the steps towards creating the Academy in September or October, it felt impossible. And I was actually having a chat with um, Chloe Turner, who you've had on here recently. And I just said to her, like, where did I start? <laughs> But now that it's done, I was chatting to my friend yesterday. I was like, I can't believe the things that I was worrying about, you know, a few months ago. Like, it just feels, it just feels like this is me finally feeling like I'm me, maybe two years after a kind of a lot of up and down. But I think that's the thing, isn't it, about anybody who is um, fulfilling their purpose and, and or moving towards their dreams is that it's not going to be without its difficulties and its fear and so on it's not that fear is missing from the lives of successful people it's just that they they're able to sort of move through it and accept it's part of the process and and manage themselves through that yeah Yeah, it's always going to be there and sometimes I can let it stop me you know a few days few weeks might pass and I'll think what is wrong with me why do I feel a bit off and it's because I haven't been been taking action 
So it is something that I have to constantly remind myself of every day. And if you want to achieve great things, it's, it's not going to be easy. So what new skills have you needed to develop to, to launch the Academy? Um, and how have you developed those? Yeah, a lot of um, personal skills, definitely. Like I've had to remind myself that good things take time and have patience along the way. And I guess that's what <clears throat> kind of stopped me from taking action um a few months ago you know I wanted everything to happen now <laughs> so I had to remind myself that the there's a lot of work has to go into it. and that's where I use my younger self to inspire me and to give me strength when I think about the work that I did put in um to getting into Riverdance mm. um to simplify things to kind of not be overwhelmed by the bigger picture and just take one day at a time and you know if I can tick off three or four things on my to-do list then that's brilliant um and to be okay with the learning process along the way especially with regards to the website and stuff um and to be okay with things not being perfect mm. um, and just understanding that, that progress um is better than perfection sometimes um and taking a step back I get very emotionally involved that's still something that I'm working on but just just to be able to switch off in the evenings and not be sitting on my laptop when I get into bed um it's, I'm just trying to to continue to work on that um and to just believe in myself and believe that what I have to offer is is of value Yes, and, and interesting what you're saying about that, you know, not taking the laptop to bed. And it's a fine line between very being very passionate about something and letting it just um, take over your life completely, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And I, and I find that hard, like getting that balance. And again, when I am emotionally involved in something, I find it hard to eat. Mm -hmm. um, I find it hard to sleep. And then that obviously means I'm finding it hard to get up in the morning. So that's something I just, I guess that comes with change. You know, I'm not doing eight shows a week and in that kind of routine of tour and um, my lifestyle is still changing. So it's just kind of like finding that balance and what works for me. And I, I liked something that you said to me before, before we did this podcast, you mentioned something around um, change requires optimism. Mm -hmm. that's lovely I think that's a lovely thought it's so nice so much so much of our association with change is negative isn't it we feel threatened by it it's frightening it's scary as we've talked about so change requires optimism um, yeah I have it as my uh, background on my phone now <laughs> ah, so what do you think about that uh, just to put it simply like if you you have to believe that the future, that the future holds good things for you and the future is bright, I guess, kind of relating it to my experience. I've always been a little bit worried that maybe my future won't be as fulfilling or as exciting or as or as enjoyable as my time in Riverdance was. But now I've kind of turned that around in my head and now I believe that the future can hold good things and I believe in my ability um, to achieve those things and you kind of have to remind yourself on a daily basis as well that that you're deserving of a bright future yes oh, that's a very powerful message and I, I you know I like this this idea that you have that you know 
change is scary, but I think maybe staying the same is even scarier. I've always, I've always had this sort of philosophy around making mistakes. It's like, I don't mind making mistakes. I prefer not to make them, but if I'm going to make mistakes, that's, that's okay. Just please don't let them be the same mistakes. (laughs) New mistakes that I can learn from. (laughs) So how, how else can we support ourselves um, when we're going through a period of change and moving into unfamiliar territory? Mm. Well, I think you need to, how, like, how are you speaking to yourself on a daily basis? Are you being kind to yourself? Like I have all these post-it notes all over my mirror that I wake up and read in the morning. Um, I had them on the whiteboard that we were using filming in the studio, just those little reminders that kind of remind me that I can do it and that I that I can add value and make a difference within the Irish dancing community. Um, again, we spoke about it not being overwhelmed by the bigger picture, just trusting that those small steps, like consistently over time, are going to take you to amazing places. Um, exercise as well, you know, don't forget about that. Um, take that time out, take that um, forty minutes or an hour to exercise. That always relieves a lot of anxiety, uh, relieves a lot of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't go into yourself, you know, talk about it with your friends. That's what's really helped me through this time of change is just chatting about it on a daily basis to friends, um, some of whom are going through the same thing. Um, but I just think it's important not to go into yourself. Um, I don't really do a lot of yoga, but I guess I do my own version of it, like just having a nice stretching session before bed at night. Um, it can calm me and need definitely need to get back into doing that um, and breath work when I'm out in my walks I'll do a lot of breath work just breathing in for four and breathing out for four or eight in in time with my walking so it always really centers me <laughs> around Christmas time there I just had a list of like 10 things that are just positive things that make me feel good and each night I was able to tick them off and you know you do kind of notice a difference when when you're disciplined and when you stick to it so if you're kind of moving towards your vision and doing all those little positive habits then you know it, it is going to come good in the end yes I think um, this is such an encouraging conversation and um, if people want to um, find out more about the academy and follow you Lauren what's the best way of them doing that yeah so the academy website is just laurensmithacademy.com and my Instagram, my personal one is Laws Smith, L O Z Smith with a Y, then number three. Yeah. And the Academy Instagram is Lauren Smith Academy. That's lovely. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you. I'm really delighted with what's happening for you. And, oh, thank you so much. With interest. And um, yeah, we need to do an update um, probably in less than a year's time. I think because it sounds like there's going to be some great things happening for you. So I'd just like to thank you again for being so generous with your time and talking to me today. Of course, you're so welcome, Diane. Thank you.